You know, I'm going to start off my sermon this morning uh, by telling you a story. Okay. There was a, 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 a preacher who told the story of when he first went riding a horse. Okay. He said the first time he went horseback riding, and I must confess that I've never been horseback riding. Mm. But when I heard this preacher's story, I said I could relate because that probably be exactly what I'll do and I'll learn. So the preacher got on the horse and he said uh, the instructor was there. And as the instructor was giving instructions, he felt, I've watched enough movies <laughs> to know how this works. Can anybody relate to that? You watched a few movies and you yes. think you got it down pat. You yes. played a video game and you think you know how to drive because you played a <laughs> car. Right. You played Mario Kart and you feel like you, you, yes. you're the boss on the road. <laughs> Right, but this is what happened to the preacher. <laughs> he got there. He said, "I jumped on the horse, and when the instructor was giving the instructions, I said, "Man, I seen enough movie. I know how this works." So he started doing what he saw on the movies. Right. He started making the sound, oh, yes. you know, doing all the sounds, giddy up and <laughs> whoa, and come on, boy, <laughs> clicking his heels together and do. And he noticed that the horse. Wasn't doing anything. The horse was not responding at all. The instructor came over and said, listen, there's nothing wrong with the sounds you're making. There's nothing wrong with the signals you're sending. But if you send them all at the same time, the horse don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> so so you're pulling back on on the reins on the horse and same time telling him go so he's trying to go but he's pulling back and you're talking about and you said and he knows those sounds have meanings but when you send them all at the same time the horse has no idea what you're talking about in other words the horse is confused right He's confused because there's so many things coming his way, so many signals. Mm -hmm. Come on, somebody. And if you've lived in 2020 like I have, Mm -hmm. I felt like that horse. (laughs) There were signals coming from all over that that was uh, so confusing. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the media, from politicians, from uh, uh, the science community, from doctors, from from uh, uh, just every arena, from from my, my bank account, hallelujah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Can anybody relate to my own health? Yeah. To You know, I wrote some things down. Let me, let me, let me, you've been thrown all types of mixed signals. Mm. For example, you were told this year that you should stay home to take care of your health. They told us, they said, somebody jumped on the horse and they sent the signal of stay home. Because if you stay home, we'll stop a virus that is threatening to take your life. Mm -hmm. And so we've stayed home to stop a virus, but now we are overweight. Yeah. (laughs) I I ain't getting no amens in this room here. Hallelujah. But now we are overweight. We are struggling with... Uh, uh, you can't even lift groceries for too long without yes. <sighs> your heart is in trouble. Mm-hmm. You have become, you've eaten so much that you, 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 you dodge Corona, but now you're borderline diabetic. Yes. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. Come on, talk to me in here, somebody. Somebody shout amen in the chat room. Somebody make some noise if you're watching, if you're listening on the radio, wherever you're going to hear this broadcast. 
uh, uh, you've been told to stay home to dodge the virus and you stayed home so long that you have you're now mentally struggling with depression let's right, go deeper right. you you are now fighting some battles from the isolation that you don't know how to fix yeah. so you try to avoid one problem only to develop one because they sent a signal that if you actually stayed home we would make life better faster but life is not getting better and is leaving you confused. Now you're at a point where you want to rip that mask off and I don't know oh, that man. you feel so constrained. You just want to go outside and say, just give me Corona. I don't matter. Yes. I got the <laughs> people are confused. Yes. Here's another thing. You did everything they told you. They also told you that by doing this, you can go back to your job fast mm, right. and they tell you we're gonna hold you down we're gonna send you unemployment mm. in order to stay home and we're gonna send you checks so you stayed home you received your unemployment right. you got your checks or whatever you know whatever benefit you know uh, uh only to realize that you've been home so long that the job you work for is going out of business right. and so even though you're getting an unemployment now mm. the job is telling you when that's up we don't exist mm. So there's no more money coming. Yeah. And so they're shutting down these businesses and you're confused because you're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be getting money, but to hold me down so I could go back to work. But then mm -hmm. and shutting me down and keeping me in, I can't go back to work. And you're confused. Yeah. Yeah. These problems are bigger than you and I, yeah. ladies. And this is happening all over the world. This is happening in the Caribbean. This yes. is happening uh, in Europe. Right. This is happening in, in, in Asia. This is happening in America. This is happening all over the world. Amen. And uh, so it's confusing. Here's another thing. You uh, you uh, might have been this year. You made you made money. You became successful this year. Yeah. And you thought, hey, you know, in the midst of the crisis, God was showing me who Christ is. <laughs> Hallelujah. You you got a different testimony. You made some money and everybody who should be excited, you thought once you got success, you'd have a line of people to congratulate. Instead, you met a lot of people with a lot of hate. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Right. Uh, because as one brother said, more money more problems hallelujah but and the truth is you've became successful but with success you begin to realize what most successful people have already discovered jealousy uh, bitterness uh, more time is taken more stress more and if you are not able to handle success you can be in a room and and uh, success is not tasting like what it I thought it would. Right, it's right. why am I not connecting with people? Why am I becoming lonely the more higher I'm going? Why am I becoming more isolated? It's true. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And so, 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 or you might say, you know, this year I, I, I did everything right. I, I kept myself. I'm a good person. And I, by now I thought I'd meet somebody. But the more I am a good person is the less people are interested. It seems like people just want to get with and you just you're doing everything that the signals are sending. But then the signals are mixed and you become so confused. Mm -hmm. 2020 is a confused year, y'all. Yeah. And you career might be confused. Mm -hmm. Health wise, you might be confused. Mm -hmm. you, 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 your family wise, you might be confused. I thought when I was off now, we could spend time and fix our problems. You end up divorced. Yeah. 
confused. How did this happen? We're supposed to be talking things through. We had time. I was supposed to spend more time with my kids. And now you realize that you don't have a relationship with your kids. You're confused. It's, it's very confusing. How do people become confused? Why do people become confused? Right? Here's why. Here's why. When you become disturbed in your mind, you are experiencing confusion. Something is messing with your mind. In other words, your mind is being thrown off. Mm. You can't think clear. Confusion. Here's another reason why people become confused. It is not just the the disturbance of the mind, but the disturbance of purpose. Mm. People had a routine in life. And that routine has been disturbed, interrupted. And now you're confused because... I was used to waking up and going to this job and making this money and saving up for this house and doing this. And then I was going to go into retirement and this and this was supposed to happen. And here comes a disturbance that ruined or changed all of that. Now you're confused. Hallelujah. A disturbance of the mind. Or, or, Or when there is what I call not distinction, you Things are blurry. Mm. You you can't really see. Mm. There's uncertainty. Right. Where is this going? Right. Where what's happening? Mm. And 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 let me tell you something. People think success moves confusion. Mm. Success, and when I say success, I don't mean success in the sense of what biblical. I mean in the sense of what the standards are. When you gain wealth, when right. you gain. Uh, 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 a certain amount of income and and you change that doesn't mean it is lacking of confusion because uh, it, it is a disturbance the wealth has done something to another part of your life it has created something in this area and if you're not careful it can cause disturbance and the wealth will not matter hallelujah you know uh 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 Failure to differentiate what the, the whole thing looks jumbled up. My life just feels mixed up at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but if you're feeling like that, mm-hmm. you know, you're in a good place today because I'm going to give you the word of the Lord. Amen. The most famous scripture that deals with confusion is from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 33, and this is what it says. It says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Uh, So I want you to know today, the Apostle Paul is writing here, and in context of scripture, we hear this a lot. God is not the author of confusion. It's a profound scripture. But what a lot of people don't know is the context in which Paul is using that scripture. Mm. Paul was using that to talk about church service. Mm. So Paul is addressing when people walk into a church, the use of speaking in tongues and the use of the prophetic. And and Paul was trying to create order because another word for confusion is disorder. And so when the church service is disorderly, Paul wanted you to know, listen, it should not be that way because he points out a character trait of God. He says the God we serve does not exist 
or create or reflects confusion or disorder or chaos. Mm. And you can see that from Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He took what was disorder and chaos Mm. and he put order. When you look at nature, everything is orderly from the planets to the, 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 the natural world that you look at. Everything functions in order and so when it came to church service paul said hold on if we're gonna reflect this god you can't walk into a church and it'd be chaotic so god is not an uh the author of confusion and so anytime you are experiencing confusion Mm -hmm. confusion in your marriage confusion in your next step confusion know first of all that that is not a reflection of god That's coming from someplace else. Mm. Something else is causing you to feel confused. And what confusion does, it brings anxiety. It brings fear. It opens the door to making bad decisions. I'll give you a great story. Mm. When you're confused, you make a lot of mistakes. When you're confused, you say the wrong thing. And you you, you say it in the wrong time. Mm. And you say it in the wrong place. Hallelujah. When you are confused, you make bad decisions. When there's no clarity, and it's funny because it's, it's like a conundrum. It works together. You, you, you so badly want to get rid of the confusion that you feel I need to do something so fast. And in doing something, it brings more confusion. So somebody who's feeling confused and anxiety feel like maybe I should buy something. They run, they spend their money on the internet to go into debt. And you feel like if I bought this product, I need to have a me day. Right. Or, or I need to, I need to just, you know what? I just need to forget my troubles and eat. And now you've eaten and eaten and eat yourself into diabetic. Yeah. You've, yes. <laughs> you, you know, you feel like I need, I need to call a friend. I need to give up on somebody. I need to isolate. Mm. I need to just cut myself off from everybody, and I'm going to figure this thing out. And your desperation causes you to make a bad decision in confusion. I'm going to tell you what you ought to do when you're confused in a minute, but I want to give you a story of to, to highlight that point a little bit more. I hope I'm preaching good yes, today, yes, Sister yes. Sherry. If somebody's being blessed, type yes. it in the chat room. Say, I'm being blessed. Preach, yes. Pastor. Say, preach. So there were two ladies that escaped from prison. Mm. Come on, Sister Sherry. Oh, okay. These are some bad girls. Yes. They said, we out of here. <laughs> I'm not locked up no more. And so they, I mean, they escaped the prison yard and they gone. They ghost. They making yeah. a run for it. Yeah. Well, the, the prison authorities are after them. They looking for them. They searching for them. So they got the police looking all over. They got the dogs out sniffing because these ladies are in the woods. So the ladies are running, 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 and the dogs are coming. And the dogs are smelling them out. So one of the ladies uh, uh, ran up into a tree right. and hid in, in a bush where she couldn't really be seen. Mm. In the branches, right. Because there ain't no bush in the oh, tree. Right, right, right. You're right. But, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and the other lady uh, uh, who was running a distance ahead noticed she couldn't run anymore. She, she looked back and saw that the other lady had done that. And she ran up into a tree. Mm. Well, the dogs came around the first lady's tree and started sniffing. And they smelling her. And they started barking up the tree. Barking up the tree. So the first lady up at the top, she said, I got to 
I got to figure out something here to throw this off. So what she did was she started making a, a cool sound like a bird. Mm. Bird. And so the, the police officers couldn't really see her. And they kept hearing this bird sound. Right. So they said, oh, these dogs are just barking at a bunch of uh, uh, birds. Uh, birds. Mm. It's birds that's throwing them off. Mm. So they tell the dogs, come on, come on, come on. So the, 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 the dogs smelt and got to the second lady's tree. Oh, Lord. When they, when they got to the second lady's tree, she said, you know what? She's confused. The dogs are coming to get her. She's in a chaotic situation. She's trying to get out. She said, I'm going to do what that lady did. She said, I need to think of an animal. Oh, my gosh. That, uh, that they won't, won't think it's a human. So she said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make a cow sound. Oh so she started yelling, "Moo!" <laughs> <laughs> and the police officers, really? <laughs> now, <laughs> because she was confused, yes. yes, she made a wrong sound yes. in a wrong place <laughs> at a wrong time. And blew a whole spot up. And when you are confused, you are liable to say the wrong thing. That's why you and the family don't talk no more because you were confused and you told somebody off. Mm. And you figured this is going to fix it. Mm. If I give them a piece of my mind, Mm. you told your husband off. Mm. You forgot you got to live with him the next day because he (laughs) he ain't got no place to stay. (laughs) You, you you said some hurtful words, mm. or you decided to isolate. You made a wrong move. You cut everybody off. You made people enemies that weren't supposed to be enemies. Right. You spent badly. Now you don't have. You gave up. You made a bad decision at a bad time in confusion. Mm. Make no mistakes. God is not the author of confusion. What is happening to us when we become confused? And how should we handle confusion? Look at what the book of James says. In the book of James, chapter 3, and we're going to put it up on the screen for you. This is what it says there. Let me pull it open. Hallelujah. In James, chapter 3, verse number 13, this is what it says, Sister Sherry. Mm -hmm. Who is wise and understanding among among you? Mm -hmm. Let him show it by his good life and by the deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Right? I'm reading the NIV. I think the NLT is on the screen. It says by wisdom. But if you have harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts. Right? Y'all see that? If you're wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. So wisdom brings what? Humility, right? Watch this. But if you are bitterly jealous, Mm -hmm. there is selfish ambition. If you are bitterly jealous, there is selfish ambition in your heart. Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying now look at the next verse don't cover it up so 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 you know what he's saying there he's saying that a person you can tell 
God is working in them because they gain wisdom and that wisdom is is lived out in an honorable life. But when a person is not living an honorable life, there's selfish ambition there. Mm Selfish ambition causes people to do a lot of bad things. And that selfish ambition, hallelujah, we then have to cover up the reason why we had to be mean and nasty. And Don't cover up the bad behavior, right? Look at this. Put up the next scripture for me. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. It goes on. In the book of James. And he says, for jealousy and selfishness are not of, are not God's kind of wisdom. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to listen to that. Listen to that again as it's up on the screen. Now put it back up on the screen for me. It says, jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. First, I want you to notice that he refers to jealousy and selfishness as a kind of wisdom. It's a kind of wisdom. It just ain't God's kind of wisdom. So what is he saying? He's saying that earth, on earth, we are taught these things in a slick way that it's right to do this. It's right to be selfish. It's right to be jealous. It's right to, you know, in slick ways, these things are are communicated to us. He said such things are earthly unspiritual and even look at this word demonic oftentimes you think demonic has to do with so many other deep spiritual levels but just being selfishness is attached to demonic you understand what i'm saying unspiritual things look at this put up the scripture for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition there you will find disorder and evil of every kind let me take my time right there you know why america and the world is in confusion in the pandemic it's not so much that humanity doesn't understand there's a pandemic it's that the people who are in charge of our world all have ambitions it's true y'all can log off now if you don't like me but i'm gonna say it like it is Mm. the people of this world that are in charge of us, you can see their motives bleed through at times, Mm -hmm. graveling over the fact that they can use this for a selfish ambition. And all, the Bible says, attached to selfish ambition, all kinds of, economies crash from selfish people. Systems fail when selfish people get into them, yeah. marriages fail right. when self-centered people are in it. Mm. When marriages fail, families are broken. Yeah. When families are broken, you got jacked up children. Yeah. When you got messed up children, you get messed up society. Yeah. And the Bible says whenever you got selfish ambition, it creates disorder and chaos. And a lot of the disorder and chaos we are feeling goes back to, to, to people who, uh, they have selfish ambition. Now, now watch this. Even in your own life, when uncertainty hits, mm. you become desperate and self-centered and it creates more chaos. When you become 
uh, confused, the worst thing you can do is become self-centered and look at you. So here's what happens to confused people. Look at my life. Look at what I'm going through. Don't nobody see me. And when you begin to focus on you, here's the problem spiritually. You are telling a lie about who God is. You see, it's not who you are. And it's not what you're going through. It's how big he is. And what you've done was made your situation bigger than God. Look at what's happening to me. And I've got to figure this out. Where is God in this situation? Where is God in the chaos? And oftentimes, chaos makes us push God out. And say, this ain't your time. You handle this later. Hallelujah. But I want you to know the God we serve. Hallelujah. He's not the author of confusion. Mm -hmm. I had a story here I want to share with you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, when 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 you serve God, right? When you serve the Lord... You don't, uh, you don't call on God because you, uh, let me go to a story here okay. in the Bible, in the Bible. I want to show you what happens to a man mm. by the name of Elijah. But before I get mm. there, there was a little boy who went to the grocery store with his mother one time right. and the grocer at the cash register mm-hmm. told the little boy, he said to him, little boy, do you want some candy in the jar? Little boy said, yes. The man said, take it. He said, and he wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So the man said, what's wrong with you? Take the candy. Mm-hmm. Little boy wouldn't take it. The mother's looking at him like, because she know her son. You know, I know you want the candy. Why are you taking it? The little boy said, mister, can you take the candy for me? And the little man said, sure. He opened the jar, grabbed as much candy as he could and gave it to the boy. Mm-hmm. The boy received all the candy. When they got to the car, the mother said, you know, she couldn't wait to get to the car. Mm-hmm. Why in the world did you just stand there like you ain't got no sense and not grab the candy? (laughs) The little boy said, because his hands are much bigger than mine. And I wanted his hands to grab the candy Mm. because I know if his hands was involved, Mm. the outcome would be much better than if my hands were involved. Well, what's my point to you? Whenever confusion and chaos take place... Mm. And we start to react to that. We are in flesh and God. And this is what James is trying to say. And from depending on self, when you're looking to self to solve it and not the wisdom that comes from God, you have now put your hands in the pot. Now, when your hands go in the pot, it ain't as big as God's hands. And I want to close by showing you my brother Elijah's life. Put up my scripture there for me. Look at what happened to Elijah in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. Before you put it up, let me give you some context. In the chapter before was Elijah's finest moment. Elijah was a prophet of God. Elijah had a big showdown with a lady named Jezebel's prophets. They were prophets of Baal. Baal was a false god that people worshipped that had all types of sacrifices and all types of evil that you actually see people fighting to legalize today was in Baal worship. And 
Elijah got sick and tired of this. And whenever a nation becomes godless, you know, God gives them over to, to, to what they desire. But Elijah was a prophet who never bowed to Baal. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. And I thank God for people who never bow yes. to, 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 their, to, to what society is telling you yes. to bow to. And so Elijah said, I'm going to challenge all of these prophets of Baal. And he put a challenge up and he said, you guys, we're going to make a sacrifice. And the God that answers by fire is the true and living God. And so King Ahab was there and they saw what was happening. This great big showdown. I could imagine the whole entire nation is out. And here goes the prophets of Baal crying out to Baal. Oh, Baal, come do this. And they... And then he wasn't showing up. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So they started cutting themselves. They yeah. started making a scene. They started doing all types of stuff to get Baal's attention. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't want a God that I got to inflict pain on myself in order for him to answer. Yes. I don't want a God. Hallelujah. Oh, y'all ain't yes. hearing me. And so Elijah started making fun of them. He started telling them things like, maybe your God is on a bathroom break. He'll be back after 15 minutes. He started clowning them. And uh, when when they were done, he said, enough. (laughs) He's my selector. Now is my time. And so what (laughs) what he did was he just looked up to heaven and prayed a few words. And the book of James said, says it like this. He was a man who prayed earnestly. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Elijah was a man who prayed earnest. And he prayed according to the word of God. And the God of heaven answered by fire and consumed the sacrifice and burnt everything up. And Elijah said, all right. That ain't it. All your false prophets. Kill all of them. Mm -hmm. And he wiped all of Jezebel's false prophets that were leading the people of God astray. He didn't play with them. He didn't try to be corrupt. He he slaughtered. Now, I'm not advocating anything here. But Elijah didn't play with them. Mm. So, chapter 1 begins... In 19 with this. Look at what it says in chapter 19 verse number 1. If you would put that up on the screen for me. Hallelujah. It says in chapter 19 verse number 1. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything. Right? When Ahab got home. He told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. Now. Now. (laughs) I want you to pay attention to that. Look at that. He told Jezebel Everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. Let me tell you something. I want to interject something there. Mm-hmm. The message is as dangerous as the messenger. Whenever you get a message, you got to consider the messenger too. Right. Y'all ain't, that's a, yes, yes. You see, if Savannah come tell me something, I know she's trying to get my money. <laughs> Savannah be coming, hey, dad, once I see that, I done considered the messenger. <laughs> Whatever you saying after is already changed because of you. Mm. Ahab was not a good man. And the Bible said he went and told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. Mm -hmm. 
And I want you to notice the wording. He told what Elijah had done and what he did to the prophets. He didn't tell what God did. Come on, put my my scripture back up. The messenger. You got to watch somebody type in the chat room. You got to watch the messenger. You got to watch the message. Don't believe every messenger. It reminds me of 2000. Remember the movie 2000? When the the messenger, this is your favorite part. 2000. What I get to 300. Somebody pray for me. Hallelujah. 2000. 300. This is called confusion. This is called confusion. In the movie 300, do you remember when a messenger showed up? That's my part. And Leonidas said, choose your words carefully, messenger. Yes. And he kept going. He said, this going to happen to you. And Xerxes is going to eat your liver and cut your head off. And this. And he said, oh, okay, I told you, because you are in the presence of the king of this land. Right. And you're going to tell me what another king going to do to me? Mm. I told you. I don't care who sent you. Choose your words widely. And Leonidas said, you finish? You about to get this work. He said, I'm just a messenger. Would you kill me? He said, yeah, this is. Okay, just get it out your system. Get it out your system. This is Sparta. And and made me go buy the movie once they showed that part in the trail. I got to see this movie. This messenger got kicked in his chest. Hallelujah. But uh, the messenger. Mm. You got to be careful of the messenger. Yeah. Look at what the Bible says. Put it, put the scripture back up. It says, "Where uh, uh, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had." The Bible don't even tell you the way he. <laughs> he told everything. He told everything Elijah right. did because right. he's painting a picture to Jezebel. Right. Instead of Ahab, the king of Israel, going and say, "You know what I seen today." I seen that all these prophets that we got serving Baal, Baal couldn't answer. I saw them cry. I saw them cut themselves. I saw them weeping. I saw them doing everything possible to get Baal to answer and he would not answer. Instead, I seen Elijah prayed for a couple seconds and God answered by fire and the people are in famine and the people are in confusion and I think Jezebel that we ought to repent right Right. now and call on God right. but no his mm-hmm. heart was so hardened to his selfish ambition yes, yes. that he didn't care about the people mm-hmm. he didn't care about who he affected mm-hmm. he didn't care if it brought more confusion in the land what he cared about was himself and so he went and said you know what Elijah did mm-hmm. he killed your people yes. and this is how he killed them and what are you gonna do you got to be careful with the message. That's just a sidebar. Mm. And then the Bible says this. Put the scripture up. So Jezebel, because of the message, mm. sent this message to Elijah. May the gods, she should know that the gods don't yes, exist. Exactly. There's just one true God. But she got a husband who crazy just like she was mm. crazy too. They all crazy. May the God strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not 
killed you just as you've killed them. Look at the next verse. Put up the next verse. And then the Bible says, Elijah was so afraid and fled for his life. And he went into Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Now watch this. He went with a servant, then he left the servant there, and then he went, right? He went on alone. He went on how? Alone. Isolation. Mm -hmm. He's confused. Because here comes all these signals. Hold on, wait a minute. God just answered by fire and this lady could still threaten me? Right. Wait, wait, wait. God is, he's a sovereign Lord. This is his nation. He called me to do this. I did this. And this lady could still threaten me the way she's threatening me? Right, right. And now she's coming to kill me? Mm. Y'all understand what's yeah, happening yeah. here? This man just outran a horse, by the way. Oh, yeah. This man, <laughs> yes. this man felt the power of God in his life. But not because God is moving in your life means you exempt from the enemy's attacks. Right. And he felt confused. And then anxiety stepped in, worry stepped in. And the Bible says he went on a distance. And then he even told his servant, leave me alone. Yeah. And when you become confused, you start to say, leave me alone. Now, you might not physically be alone like Elijah, but you could be in a room full of people and you ain't even talking. Yeah. You're uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't know what to say mm. because the situation is confusing. Yeah. I heard somebody say this is... Listen, when I, when I achieved success, mm. it was confusing. Mm. Can, I, can I help somebody today? Yeah. I sold... God knows how many records in my life. Mm. It's a high number. Mm. But it was confusing. Yeah. Things were blurred. Mm. I didn't know who friends were. Mm. I didn't know who enemies were. Yeah. I didn't know who was in my life mm. for what I sold, or who was in my life because they loved me. And they wanted to see me be a good father. And they would say to me, I don't care how many records you sold. Mm. You need to pay attention to Shy. Mm. Right. You need to be a good husband. Mm. I didn't know who was in my life for my platform. Right. It was confusing. And you started actually hating success. Yeah. Y'all ain't, ain't saying nothing yeah, to me. Yeah, that's true. I've been broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been very broke, sister. Yeah. We've been... Come on, give me high five <laughs> for the brokenness. So broke that I couldn't even afford a wedding ring. Mm. And it was confusing. Mm. There was moments we cried. Mm. Moments we couldn't figure out how to pay certain things. Moments we thought we were going to lose everything. Mm. And my situation confused me. In the pandemic, when it hit, I watched my cousin die. I became confused. Yeah. I said, this is a... 39-year-old man with two kids. Yeah. I watched the news media for eight months tell me that I should fear. Yeah. That the world is horrible. Mm. That where you live is horrible. Mm. That you're actually much worse than you are. Mm. That you should, you should just give up. Mm. And they told me, they tell, tell me, and it's because you should blame this one or that one or this one and that one and... 
And I was confused. Yeah. I watched my kids stay home and I watched my daughter's senior year mm. where she should be getting ready to turn up. Don't know if we could go back to school safe or not. Right. It's confusing. Yeah. This has been a confusing year. Yeah. I watch people uh, 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 make the best of this year and become successful mm. financially. I watched others as a pastor, I've heard the success stories. Right. I've also watched and counseled people who have lost their entire business. Yeah. I've watched people's marriage be renewed while I've watched people divorced. Yeah. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. And like Elijah, whenever you become confused, you start to say, let me go on to the wilderness alone. Look at what the Bible says. Put up the scripture. Put up the scripture. It says, and he moved on. He went on alone into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Notice the words. Mm-hmm. He got alone in a wilderness where nothing grows, where nothing speaks, mm-hmm. where nothing moves, mm-hmm. where nothing is happening. And he went under a, a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. Now, this is confusion at its highest level. Watch this. Watch me, y'all. He's praying to die. Put, put the camera back on me. Hallelujah. He's praying to die. But this doesn't make sense because the woman who's coming after him is coming to kill him. You don't have to pray to die. You just got to hang around. She going to do it for you. But it's not that he really wants to die. It's that he can't. It's blurred. He's not going to let her kill him. But he don't want to be used by you like this if. I'm still going to have to deal with this. Have you ever gotten to a place with God where you're saying, God, wait a minute. Mm. And it don't connect. Right. I mean, I could preach a lot there for time's sake. I'm going to move on. Put up the scripture. I want to finish it. I want to finish it. He said, the Bible said he prayed that he might die. Mm-hmm. And look at this. He prayed that he might die. He said, I've had enough, Lord. He said, Uh, Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Go to the next verse. This is scrolling down to about verse number 14. Twice God asked him this. A couple times God asked him this. And the voice said, what are you doing here? In other words, Mm -hmm. he went from the wilderness under that tree and an angel came. Mm -hmm. The Bible says the angel came, fed him, give him enough strength. Mm -hmm. Because a couple things there. When you are living in confusion, when you are living in depression, first thing that you need to do is take care of yourself. Right. What I mean by that is your health. He wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. And what he's about to face, he needs strength for. Right. And let me tell you, the greatest asset you will have to deal with any problem is you. Don't eat yourself out of depression because you're going to eat yourself into a heart attack. Mm. This is, and I'm preaching to me and I'm preaching to you yeah. and I'm preaching to we. 
This pandemic has caused us to not take care of ourselves. The first thing the angel did was fed him and said, eat this because the journey is long. If you die, the journey don't matter. Somebody needs to write that down. If you're dead, I don't care how much you talk. You know, it's the journey. It's the, there ain't no journey when you dead. Ain't no journey when you sick. Ain't no journey when you have to take care of yourself. And then he brought him to a cave and he sat him down with God. And God asked him, what are you doing here? That's where that scripture comes up. And notice this. Verse 14 says, this is what Elijah says. He replied, I have I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you and torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they want uh, trying to kill me. A couple things I want to pull out of that scripture, and I'm done. I know I'm taking a lot of time, but I hope this is good. Yeah, good, good. He got to the cave and God asked him a serious question. What are you doing here? Confusion goes when you enter into God's presence. What you need, if confusion is blurred, if confusion is things that are jumbled, if confusion is uncertainty, if confusion is not clarity, what can cause confusion to go is clarity. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. You, you, you ever had a situation in your life where something was unclear and you panic and then somebody cleared it up? Yeah, it's true. I'll give you a, I'll give you a moment in my life like that. Mm. I suffer from migraines. I went to my cousin who's a doctor. She said, that sounds like migraines, but it also might be a tumor. When she said tumor, yeah. when she said tumor, <laughs> I started making my will. I started walking around the house telling Sherry, Sherry, I'm going to miss you, girl. It's been good. I love you. You remember? Yeah. I thought I was, I, I, I had, I made preparations. Mm. I was so confused. She said, go to your doctor and get an x-ray. Mm. I'm in the doctor's office. Oh, God. <laughs> this x-ray. <laughs> ah. The doctor come out and said, you got migraines. <laughs> I said, I ain't going. <laughs> we good. We good bread. What happened was confusion left when clarity came. Yeah, it's true. true. Oftentimes, you remain in confusion because you simply don't have clarity as to why things are happening. You cannot fix anything if you don't know the why it's happening. So, so, so when I was dealing with success and I wanted to know who was in my life, the Lord was showing me why this was happening because you're not communicating. You're not asking the right questions. You're not vetting people around you. You're not knowing them that labor among you. You let anybody in and out your door. You let you do whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so as I begun to see why I'm being more hurt than feeling enjoyment, mm-hmm. I begun to realize the problem is me and God begun to bring clarity. You got to. And even to this day, God still works on me. And you've seen the process. Mm-hmm. When I was broke, the Lord began to show me clarity. The reason you broke is because of you. Mm. 
And when he showed me what I needed to change and fix and how I could put things in place, mm. clarity brought me out of confusion. Right. And so with this, this, this world that we live in, with this pandemic and everything that's happening and all that's happening in this country and in this world, what you need is clarity. And let me tell you where clarity comes from. It comes from where Elijah went. Not to a wilderness, but to in the presence of God. And when he sat in the presence of God, God asked him a question. What are you doing here? And notice, God allowed him to speak. The second thing you ought to do after you take care of yourself is talk to somebody about what you're going through. Get it off your chest. And the best somebody to talk to that I know is the Lord God. He's the best counselor. Get into a room. Lock yourself in that room. And for an hour. Tell God why you're mad. That's what God allowed him to do. He said why are you mad. He said because these people. They turn their back on you. And I'm the only one left. And he showed his problem. He said I'm the only one left. You know God never responds to his craziness. You know God never said, oh, Elijah, no, no, man. He never did none of that. God said, get up, Elijah. Go anoint such and such and uh, find the 7,000 people that have not bowed to Baal. Clarity. He was saying, I'm the only one. And then God says, you done? Now find the 7,000 that I've got. That are just like you. Yeah. That is, you doing your great feats, but yeah. they got, I got 7,000 right now yeah. that have not done the bidding of Baal. Mm-hmm. Clarity. Yeah. Clarity. And God brings that. When you don't know where you're going, it is time to allow God's hands mm-hmm. in the situation. Yeah. Don't be like the woman in the tree. And speak out of your confusion. Because them dogs. Going to get you. Be like the young boy. Say I want your hands to move. Because your hands are much bigger. Than mine. And Elijah. Got a moment with God. And God brought clarity. Now I want to close. 2020 has been confusing. Mm -hmm. You're confused about your career. You're confused about if what you're doing is right. Don't let nobody fool you. As confident as you see people look, there's still uncertainty in a lot of what we do. Confused about your family. Confused about whatever it is that you might be confused about. You don't have to remain confused. Because the God that we serve is not the author of confusion. He's a God who desires to bring order in chaos. And if you talk to him, if you spend time with him, it's going to be some gut-wrenching stuff he's going to show you, but it's going to bring clarity. And then you got to submit to whatever the clarity is he brought in your life and stand on what he's shown you in his word to be true. And happiness follows clarity. When things are clearer, you put things in the right perspective. You think clearer. You're thinking right. You're not seeing people as your enemy. 
You're not bitter against nobody. You're not mad at anything. Put everything in their right perspective. You're able to function in a way that God can use you. That's my word for you today. I'm going to pray with you in a minute. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 But if you're watching this broadcast and you've never given your heart to Jesus, I want to invite you to do that right now. Remember that the wisdom of this world, hallelujah, brings disorder, mm, right. selfish ambition, jealousy, mm. bitterness, hatred. And people say, how can that be the wisdom of the world? That's another, you know, <laughs> you see it all the time. You know, it's all about you, all about the clothes you wear, all about your hair, all about what you got, all about the money you stack and all about this, all of that leads to a lot of chaos. There's nothing wrong with possessions, but if you don't have clarity on possessions and wealth, it's going to bring chaos. Mm. You understand? And so, so, so the wisdom of this world, hallelujah, is different from God. God's wisdom brings order. Yes. It puts things in their rightful place. Yes. Everything must bow to him. And nothing is above him. Nothing becomes your God. Your money doesn't become your God. Right. Your, your situation is not your God. Right. Your dilemmas are not your God. God is always your God. Yes. And if you don't know that Jesus, mm. I want you to know him today. Would you pray with me? Say, Father God, Father God I, ask I ask you to come into my life. Into my life. Forgive, me Forgive me of every sin. Of every sin. Bring, clarity Bring clarity to my life. To my life. God, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for my sins and for rising from the dead that I may have life and life more abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, let us know by sending us an email at churchcityusa at gmail.com. Whether you're watching on the broadcast or you're listening by radio, we want to know who you are. Send us an email at churchcityusa at gmail.com and tell us what God has done through this broadcast in your life. Amen. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.